Because we're all human, we all probably struggle with fear from time to time. Is there something that you're afraid of? Something that causes your palms to start sweating, your stomach to start turning, your heart to start beating harder and maybe even tense up as you prepare to defend yourself? I think we should all come up here one by one and tell everybody what we're afraid of. I'll go last. Sometimes fear is good because it's a defense mechanism that can help save ourselves from harm. But in today's gospel, our Lord begins by instructing us to fear no one. When we first hear this teaching, it sounds kind of cool. I could even imagine Jesus yelling this to his disciples before a pickup football game or whatever they played back in the day. It would probably sound something like, fear no one. But when we read the rest of the gospel and realize that he's not commanding, or he's fear, he is commanding us to not fear those who are seeking to cause us real harm or even to kill us, we might pause to think about what Jesus is saying. It isn't that Jesus is speaking uh, analogously or metaphorically. He's speaking quite literally. Throughout the gospel, Jesus constantly tells his disciples, do not be afraid. He wanted them and he wants us to live without fear because he knows how harmful and negative fear is in the life of a disciple. In our baptism, we were given a share of Jesus's mission as priest, prophet, and king. And as prophets, we were all commissioned to preach the gospel at all times and to all people. We were anointed on the head with sacred prism as a sign of our anointing with the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to carry out the mission God has given us. Every disciple has been commissioned by him to preach the gospel, but fear prevents us from doing that. Fear can surround us like darkness, cloud our judgment, and prevent us from living and proclaiming the gospel with the boldness that the Holy Spirit wants to give us. Fear prevents us from living the joy and freedom that Jesus wants to give us. Fear causes us to turn in on ourselves and to worry about protecting ourselves rather than laying down our lives for those around us. So how do we conquer fear? One of my favorite books is a historical fiction about the 300 Spartans who fought at the gates of Thermopylae. For anyone not familiar with this battle, 300 Spartans joined a group of around six or 7,000 other Greek soldiers to defend a narrow mountain pass called Thermopylae against a force of over 100,000 invading Persians. The Greeks knew that they had no chance of winning this battle, and yet they chose to fight until the last man in order to delay the Persians long enough for their main army to assemble. In the book, the night before the battle begins, one of the soldiers, an older, wiser Spartan, asks some of the younger Spartans if they know what the opposite of fear is. And he's not searching for the simple, easy answer like courage or even fearlessness, but the true opposite of fear. He wants the virtue that helps us to overcome fear. And he comes to the conclusion that the opposite of fear is love. Only love for their country and families could give the Spartans the strength to march to Thermopylae where they know certain death waits for them. And only love for their fellow soldiers could keep them there rather than running away in order to save themselves. Love gave them the strength to conquer their fear. And it is love that will conquer any fear that we have about being persecuted for living the gospel. And this love has two parts. First is love for God, and then love for neighbor. 
the absolute most important thing that we can do to conquer fear and is grow in our love for God. But it starts by realizing how deeply he loves us and allowing ourselves to receive his love. Our Father knows everything about us, even the smallest details of our lives. He knows our desires, our needs, the things that cause us pain and suffering, and even the things that cause us fear. Jesus explained this in today's gospel by telling us that our Father even knows everything that happens to two small sparrows. He says, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. No good father is going to be more concerned with a couple of birds than with his own children. And just in, in case anyone was worried about that, Jesus tells us, so do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Doesn't that make you feel good? You're worth more than sparrows. So if something does happen to us, we know that it's because our father allowed it to happen for our good. He's not distant from us. He's not absent. He's a loving father who knows us so intimately that he's even numbered every hair on our head. If we spend time allowing our father to, lo- to show us how deeply he loves us, then even when trial and, perse- trial and persecution come our way, we won't be afraid. We can go all in, trusting in his love for us, because he is a mighty champion, as we heard in the first reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Listen to Jeremiah's confidence in God. He's surrounded by people who are just waiting for the opportunity to condemn him and to harm him. Yet he still says, The Lord is with me, like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. What confidence Jeremiah has in God's love for him and his ability to save him. And then once we're deeply convinced that God loves us and is always with us, we'll want to share that love with everyone that we meet. This love for our neighbors is the second part of the love that conquers fear. Fear distracts us from love. It causes us to turn in on ourselves and to worry about our own good. It prevents us from totally giving ourselves for the others. But love focuses on us, on the one whom we love, and helps us to desire their good. When we are filled with the love that God has for us, our hearts will be set on fire to share that love with everyone around us, despite any trials or persecutions. Again, the prophet Jeremiah is a great example of this. In chapter 20 of the book of Jeremiah, he cries out to God in prayer, revealing to us that the mission God sent him on has only led him to suffering. He has only been mocked and and abused for preaching God's word to the Israelites. Yet he can't help but preach to them because of his love for God and his love for uh, his people. So I think there are a couple things that we can do this week to allow love to conquer fear in our lives. First, I'd suggest just simply praying to God and asking him to show you small ways that you can preach the gospel. Ask the Lord how he wants you to preach the gospel and who he wants you to preach to. It could be as simple as unashamedly praying the before meals prayer in public or praying in front of the abortion clinic or even looking for a moment to teach your friends, relatives, coworkers, children, Uh, about the life of faith, or about your own spiritual life. Second, I would recommend trying to be aware of the moments where fear starts to creep in and prevent you from living or preaching the gospel. In these moments, it's good to stop and just take a deep breath and examine your heart to see what is causing that fear. These fears might be beliefs that God doesn't love you, that God could never use you as his instrument, 
that he doesn't care about you or that you're not good enough. You don't have to claim these fears. You don't have to accept them because they don't belong to you and they certainly aren't from God. You can renounce them in the name of Jesus and proclaim the truth that you are his beloved child. Love conquers fear. What fears do you have, especially about preaching the gospel? As you receive Jesus in the Eucharist, tell him about these fears and let his presence and his words of love wash them away. When God, our mighty champion, is with us, then we have reason to fear no one.